Ladies and gentlemen, Complete the Narrative number 5, brought to you by Sean, John, and Uncle Jim. This week we talk about social media, infidelity, how monogamy started, and whether Donald Trump actually kidnapped Chris Christie's family. Without further ado, here we go. <laughs> Greetings listeners, it's uh, Complete the Narrative with John, Sean, and Uncle Jimmy. Today we're going to talk about social media uh, and social networking platforms and um, what some of the consequences of that technology are. So, Uncle Jimmy, you want to frame up the story for us? Certainly, this is Uncle Jimmy in Boca Raton, Florida. Anyway, right. uh, the Internet has certainly changed our lives in ways that continually astound us. Anyone under the age of 30 literally has no reference to a life without instant access to another person or, or instant information. There have been consequences to all of this. Psychological ramifications over the long term remain to be seen. In the short term, I think it's fair to say, let's face it, we see the effects all around us of social media affecting marriages negatively. Whether this is cause or effect, we can't be certain, but to me at least, it's very telling. Social, social, uh, social network sites are, are at the very least uh, a symptom of trouble in romantic relationships. In July of 2014, uh, in the issue of the Journal of Computers and Human Behavior, a study was conducted examining the use of online media in marriage. Specifically, this study analyzed the link between social media, marriages, and well-being with divorce in the United States. Uh, Also, Facebook penetration associated with the increased divorce rate. And at the individual level, social media and use, uh, if, if it's negatively, and they found out it's negatively correlated with marriage quality. The study concludes, quote, the data presented in this study provides evidence that Facebook use is correlated with reduced marital satisfaction and divorce rates. Uh, One third of divorce filings in the United Kingdom contain the word Facebook, according to a 2011 survey by Divorce Online. So basically, let's face it, social media, I I don't think, is not the problem in terms of breaking up homes. Uh, People squarely own this issue, and it's been going on for a while. Social media does, however, often the person an enormous temptation to have a life away from his or her spouse. If the person, uh, it offers the person a chance to surreptitiously connect with old flames under the banner of she's just an old friend from high school. Their line of thinking can go on and on, but suffice to say, to me at least, social media is awfully tempting in an age of instant connection and instant gratification. I don't think it's the problem. People are the problem. If you are committed to your wife or husband and are having secret friends of the opposite sex that you can communicate with from the past or present, that by its very nature is duplicitous and dishonest. Whether you are meeting him or her at the park or online, it's, it's the same thing. Social media, however, in this new age has really made it easy. So I'm going to kind of leave it there. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, I think uh, you're right. It does make it it does make it easy, and it probably reduces satisfaction for a lot of people. I think it's the same problem. Now, there was a book a while back, The Paradox of Choice, how having a lot of choices actually reduces your satisfaction with what you have a lot of time. Like if you go to the store and there are 25 different you know versions of what you're trying to buy, people get upset and they're not happy that they you know 25 different things that can make them happy and find the exact one they want. They get upset because there are too many choices. Whereas if there are only two choices, they'll pick one and be fine with it. I think that's a big part of it is, you know, seeing all these people out there and thinking, oh, wow, uh, you know, my wife doesn't do that or my husband doesn't do that or, you know, that kind of, that kind of thinking uh, can be bad. And plus the thing you mentioned about connecting with people you used to date and the like is another problem. I mean, keeping in touch with people is one of the benefits of social media, but, you know, it can be a drawback in this case too. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. The way I see it, 
this doesn't come as a surprise to me. Shocker, right? If everyone has the telephone numbers and an updated picture of every girl they used to date in the past, that that's a new ability that we all have now. We didn't have that in the past. Of course, that ability is going to make it more likely that people are going to reach out to those people and inevitably, uh, like in more scenarios, it'll lead to cheating. So I, I'm just not, uh, I'm not surprised by it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's even a big deal. Because if you look at that power that's granted to everybody, the internet and social networking is granting an enormous amount of power on the other side of things. So, um, what do you mean? Like on the other side of things. So, uh, online dating, for example. So the national Academy of science, there was a study published, uh, marriages between 2005 and 2012. Those marriages last longer. The people are happier in those marriages. And apparently one in three Americans, uh, that are getting married now met online. Oh yeah. I heard that. Just like it's that, Social networking is, you know, providing people with an ability to destroy marriages. It's also providing them with an ability to to find someone who they actually should get married to, someone who they're really compatible with. Yeah, definitely. as opposed to you know, yeah. before before we had the internet, you had to marry someone in your town. Let's say you're, you had a small town, like two hundred people. There were horrible marriages going on back then, but like no one had any other options. So yeah. you're stuck married to some, I don't know, just abusive husband or a neglectful wife. Uh, I'm frankly, I don't know. I, I with, with every powerful, good, new tool that comes out there, of course, there's going to be negative side effects. I mean, here's another thing. How about I bet people who cheat get caught a lot more often now, too. Think yeah. about, I mean, privacy is basically dead with uh, with, with all these sites. Uh, think about. <laughs> If you're if you're married or something, you go to Las Vegas and you meet some girl at, a, at the club, you know, and you hook up with her and cheat on your wife. Before it would be if somebody gave her a fake number or something, that'd be the end of it. Now, you know, there'll be a mutual friend on Facebook or something, or she'll friend you, and then all of a sudden you're in touch again, and it's very easy for that to blow up for people. Yeah. Hey, I don't I don't want to get too off topic here, but it just uh, I just started thinking about a theory of mine. I remember when I first started seeing Ashley Madison commercials. <laughs> and I was thinking from a business perspective, what value is this website providing women? It, it's not providing women any other it's, – it's providing them with a liability, not value. So if a woman wanted to cheat on her husband, most women could probably just go to a bar around the corner and find some stranger that they're relatively attracted to and cheat on their husband. Yeah, or a the coworker only, they feel comfortable with or someone they liked for a while or something else. Yeah. Women usually have a lot of options. Yeah, somebody at work. Yeah, so, uh, they've got tons of options. Tons of guys are lined up to help a woman cheat on their husband, right? Pretty and, much. And so all the website does is provide a liability for those women. So I was like, who, who is actually – what woman is going to go on this website? I bet it's the only people signing up for this website and paying the fee are men. But that was something that – as a whole, I don't think any of us were ever going to find out because that information is proprietary until <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ashley Madison was hacked. 
Well, and that was then, amazing because we talked about that. Oh, it was amazing. A bunch of times. We were like, hey, you know what? I bet, I bet it's all guys in there. Like, no, yeah. women aren't going to do that. We I talked was, about it a few times and then it happened. We were totally vindicated. Yeah, <laughs> right, totally right. vindicated, right? I mean, I mean d- Sean, I, I, we talked about it, right? So we both felt the same way and we found out that we were right. When all the data came out, <laughs> I want to say th- I, I, there, were, there were a couple million users and someone actually looked at all the usernames and the ones that would actually be legitimate usernames, and they looked at the IP addresses for the usernames and they could tell which ones were coming from the company as opposed to elsewhere. And then they looked at which usernames of women were actually active on the website. And so of those you know, 2 million users, and I'm going to get this number wrong, but from, you know, from a high level, it's, it, it gives you a sense of where we're going with this. I think when it boiled down, there were 500 active women out of the 2 million users. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and right? so, yeah, and probably probably 480 of them worked so, for like a Mexican drug cartel. And they're just looking to take guys' kidneys when they go on a date with them. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I know. It's always a whole bunch of guys talking to themselves. I dated her, Sean. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Uh, it made me so happy. Oh, dude. All those but guys. You almost have to feel bad for those poor bastards. They're all no like way. taking a big no risk way. being on the site oh. and trying to cheat, and they're so miserable they can't even do that, and they get caught. <laughs> how, about, how about the guys? How about the guys? I, I know down here in Florida, in the county southwest in Broward County, there was a, a, a woman who was setting up married married men, and so all of a sudden, this one guy walks in there, and he was a dentist, you know, and and, and she's like, "Okay, pay me ten thousand dollars, or I'm gonna like throw everything, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> tell your wife and everything." And the guy says. Oh, screw you. I'll tell you what. Go ahead. <laughs> he went right to the cops and said, this woman tried to extort $10,000 out of me. Why did he actually went up getting divorced? But yeah, he was so miserable. I think, you know, that was, uh, he actually, that was a reprieve for him. But, um, but yeah, he, it was like really defining for him. But there were, that was, a, there was a lot of, you guys catch that? There was a lot of that going on. It was uh, of extortion. I didn't realize that. No, oh, I bet. Think about, I mean, how damaging that information is once it gets out, you know? If you can keep a lid on that, and people will pay a lot of money to, to keep that quiet, I'm sure. You're not kidding. But, you know, there, there is something I would like to, to add here in, in terms of the broader question. You know, you know, marriage and cheating has been going on since, you know, Jesus was a Boy Scout, and, and we all know about this, right? Yeah. But, you know, but there's, there's something to be said, you know, for the guy who wants to you know, really be faithful, uh, you know, to his marriage and his family and the woman who does that, Right. And for starters, and this is like sort of a, a litmus test for me when I date women, you know, like I, I really do look on their, their websites. How many, you know, how many great looking guys are they posting friends with? You know, they're, they're just friends, right? Let's just, I, I would like to just like really say this, you know, emphatically, okay? Men and women, if they're attracted to each other, particularly men, because I am a man, cannot be friends. Okay, I'm sorry. You cannot be friends. I think, I think John, you disagreed with me on this. That's a whole other debate. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's the old debate, but. I, I'm sorry. I'm a guy. Okay. If, if they are, if they are attracted to each other, then it makes it very difficult. I'll agree with you there, but still, uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> it makes it very difficult. I mean, it's hey, difficult. We're guys. One of the, one of the things I wanted to say was a, a a little phrase or a piece of advice that your father, my grandfather, said to both of us on separate occasions. But we talked about this. He, he said, "You don't fight temptation." You run from run like it. yeah you run like hell run like hell. There is no winning when you fight temptation. Like okay, so you, you pull it off and you didn't give in. Nobody wins. Yeah, it, it just it just hurt the whole time. So Correct. so I recommend doing a Facebook uh, data purge. Okay, listeners, it, go on Facebook. Oh, great and idea! And if there's a girl that you haven't talked to in years that you maybe were friends with 
and you find yourself like almost do a stalker test. Okay. Are you stalking this girl? Do you enjoy looking (laughs) at those pictures? Unfriend that girl, (laughs) unfriend her or guy. If you're ladies, uh, you know, you're not infallible. You cheat as well. Unfriend that fella, get rid of him. And, uh, cause you, you can't, it's not going to help you to fight that. Right. And, and John, that away. goes both ways, right? You're saying that goes both ways, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is common sense. I, what I'm saying is like, um, I, I, I really feel that your Facebook page and your social media should be open to scrutiny and, and, and really oh, like by your significant other you're saying. Yeah, in in that respect, I mean, it clearly I, is whether you feel it should be or not. It clearly right. is. Everybody, everybody looks at it now. I mean, yeah, yeah. But but I, I also think that there are ways. Like for example, on Facebook, you can go offline and have conversations. And you know, I personally know of many anecdotes of, of people whose marriages were you know really deeply affected by that because that was their vehicle of, of choice for cheating. Yeah. And 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 I'm just saying that. You know, no matter what it is, there, there will be new technological innovations coming next week and next month and, you know, the way things are rapidly changing. But what I'm saying is that the basic tenets of human nature are, are, are not going to change. I can just tell you that, like in deference to my wise father uh, who made that, you know, running from temptation, if you, you know, if you really want to protect your marriage, you need to protect your marriage and understand that there will be days where your wife or husband is not looking all that good. And especially, you know, I mean, just, I mean, physically, emotionally, the whole bit, like she's a pain in the ass. And and what I'm saying is, you know, there are children involved. There's a big picture here. And, you know, the ramifications are are really uh, deleterious. And and I'm saying, you know, really man up and really understand that you you can't have it all because this stuff is very tempting. I mean, you know, I'm telling you, I see it. The demographics of where I live, right? A lot of guys my age. There are tons of guys my age. I've seen sixteen-year-olds act better. Yeah, Do you, you know, I mean, like they, they're they're on Match and they're they're dating this woman and they're on Facebook and they've got literally all sources. You know, they, I call them vector scenarios. They've got all these vectors going on. And when they're friends with women, there's only one reason they're quote friends. Yeah, with women. they're hunters. They're they're, yeah, they're, they're hunters. Hunters. Yeah. And, and he, Sean, here's the reason, right? They're friends with women for this. Okay. Put them on the back burner because someday I might have a shot or they're an excellent source for their friends. Really? Yeah. You know, that, that, I, I got to tell you, man, I really feel strongly about this. And, and a lot of guys disagree with me. But you know, seriously, man. Yeah, and, and the other thing is if you're a married guy, you really shouldn't be having good looking friends or women. Quote friends. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Hey, real quick story on the topic. Uh, I just read an article. I got to share with you guys. It's pretty funny. So it's kind of on the topic. It's a, it's a guy and his wife. They've been married for like 15 years. They're like college professors or something. They had some you know stable kind of job. Uh, I think they're in their mid-40s or so. And the guy, I think, might have talked her into it. But they decided they wanted to try having an open marriage for a while. And <laughs> you can just see exactly how this oh, goes. God. Picture the average 45-year-old oh. guy has been married for 20 years. Right? So like – Two weeks into it, the woman starts dating one of her coworkers. She goes out to the goes out to bars, goes out to bars once or twice, and picks up random guys. Um, and like texts the guy, texts the guy, texts the guy the next day, like, "Yeah, I won't be back today. Like, you take the kids to practice." You know, it's like the guy, of course, is forty five year old guy hasn't like gone out to a bar in twenty years. Doesn't have any male friends anymore. Doesn't uh, have a network of women friends to connect with. Still dresses like you know what was cool twenty years ago. So the guy's like, he's "Do you like, have a Trans Am, John?" 
<laughs> possibly. It's like I found myself out at Applebee's, like <laughs> drinking the beer by myself and like being like, how did I get to this point? <laughs> so, of course, the woman immediately succeeds in the dating market, starts dating multiple guys, and the guy is just a complete loser at it because – you know, it's not like it was when he was 22. He's changed. He's gotten less attractive. He has no status in that world. Um, so it just shows how different it is for men and women. And the guy was just like, if you ever think about doing this, I recommend very highly that you don't. It's ruined my marriage. I feel terrible about myself. It's the worst thing ever. Oh, that so. sucks. Actually, as I'm listening to you, Sean, uh, I don't, I'm not sure I actually believe this. But in a way – monogamous marriage is really good for just regular guys like us because if if monogamy weren't the like the universal thing around the country then there would be a handful of guys that are really good looking charismatic and wealthy that just have a harem and just pick up all of the really attractive women and then us regular guys would be left with nothing Exactly. They we, say we that have, we have like <laughs> the scraps. Monogamy was not a deal between men and women. Monogamy is a deal between men high men. status men and medium to low and status medium men. Medium to low status men. That's right. It's like okay, right. you guys, you guys can get the best women. <laughs> you can only get one. You know, you got to leave some for us. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, okay. Look, I, I'm sure some women's blood is boiling here, but you also have to admit that there are a handful of women out there that would say, "Oh my God." I only have to have sex with my husband three times a year because I'm sharing the burden. Yes, sign me up for that. That's funny. I mean, if you went, if you went to a lot of women, you said, "Would you rather be DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio's twelfth girlfriend, and like live in his or, mansion?" Or Sean's and spend, first. Well, hey, we're not going to bring us into it. <laughs> or the first of some some guy who has a mullet and works at the car wash. Like, I don't know. What do you, you want to be? The number one, his one and only, or number twelve for Leo. <laughs> yeah. I think that the answers would be different depending on uh, who the person is. But hey, so I, I wanted to make another point about the uh, women's friends thing. Uncle Jimmy saying, yeah. um, you know, uh, attractive men can't be friends with attractive women. I don't know. It, to put really that blanket statement out there, it can't be true. Of, of course, there's a scenario where men and attractive women. Uh, can be friends with each other. But I will say this in in line with what you're saying. Um, I think most of the listeners out there, if you're past your college age, you come to the realization that you only have enough time for so many friends, for so many people. Yeah. And if you do have a really good friend of the opposite sex and you're married, right, just find another friend. Yeah. Do yourself that favor, Okay. Just uh, your your people lose friends and family members because they're busy all the time. Do yourself a favor and just lose that friend that you're attracted to of the opposite sex. Run from the temptation. Yeah. You know, don't make it weird. Just do it, and I don't. You, everyone will be better for it. You, you will run run from that temptation. It'll go away. You can be friends with them theoretically, but why risk it? In front of your wife, maybe getting together with their husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, together as a group. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. No, I mean, like a while back, I, I we we did that show on uh, that podcast on affluenza, right? And it, there's some really funny lines that came out of there. One, one of the things that reminded me of Sean's 
line about you know, uh, yeah, addiction, right? Sex addiction, right? It's called everybody, right? We all got it. Yeah, we you all got and, and, and the fact of the matter is, like I said, I keep going back to this. I mean, you know, in this age of instant gratification and constant, you know, media images of, of what you should be having and how life should be and, you know, you know, what the standard is. I mean, you know, you really have to take a step back and you got to understand, you know, where your, your values are and what, you know, what you're trying to accomplish here. And, you know, and like, you know, things like your honor and your word. And so what I'm saying is, you know, yeah, run from temptation because, I mean, listen, you know, the family's under assault anyway. And, I, you know, you're, think of your kids. Uh, listen, every guy I ever knew, you know, and as I said, you know, I, I guess Boca Raton is a fairly affluent area. You know, and, and it's a sport here, I would say. You know, and I remember, you know, when I was married, I, I really shied away from it. And I tried to just avoid these guys. But every one of them, you know, just always said, ah, you know, it wasn't my fault. You know, she, she, like, it just wasn't my fault. She was all over me. You know, and like, are what? you kidding? What, are we, what a ridiculous yeah. statement. Of course it's your fault. Yeah, of course it's your fault. And you're <laughs> like, like what are you doing? What were you doing at the strip club at, at two in the morning? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, really. Not you, running from temptation. Yeah, you were not running from temptation there, you know, as, as your friends are drinking all night. So, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just, I honestly, <laughs> I'm like, to me, it just seems really obvious, you know, and, and sometimes you got to like literally, you know, guard your eyes, man, just kind of go you know, and move forward. Because I, I think, I think it comes down to this, right? You know, if you really are thinking that you want to have a committed relationship and, and that requires some work, you know, you're going to have to really keep an eye on this stuff because it's going to get worse, you know, and, and, you know, it, it, it destroys families. And in the long term, you know, listen, I don't know of many relationships that can get past that, uh, that dishonesty, you know, once that occurs. So, you know, why do it? Yeah, I really, I really mean that if you're, if you're, you know, if you really think you want to go in this direction, because it's just, you know, you guys know me, you know, you have kids and stuff and mortgages and things get heavy. I mean, things aren't looking too good around the house. You know, you're not quite the white, you know, the knight in shining armor that, you know, you used to feel like around your wife, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, honestly, I, I just think, you know, okay, well, uh, you know, it's really tempting to go on out there and, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, some high school flame, which is right now, you know, at this point, just a memory and, you know, a fantasy, you know, becomes uh, you know, pretty serious. So, I mean, I, to me, it's really because I'm telling you, I see it all over the place down here, and it's really ugly. Uh, yeah, I bet. You, I bet there are a lot of middle-aged guys uh, with the huge rings and the BMWs and the beer guts swaggering around town, <laughs> trying oh, to impress sure. the twenty-year-old I, girls. Have you been here? Because that's right. That's exactly. Yeah, what you're I've been to. Uh, I've been to. I don't think I've been to Boca. Maybe I have. I don't know. But yeah, I've seen. I've seen certain places like that. It's always kind of funny to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like these guys, and no, quite honestly, and, and what's worse is, you know, literally down here, um, there's a direct correlation between, uh, you know, frankly, it's, it's it's a quid pro quo for money. So yeah, it, it's a gold digger it, town. Yeah. yeah, it's gold digger town. So if you got a couple of bucks, you can pretty much feed that fantasy for years. <laughs> 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 so it's like I'm serious, and I'm going, and you know, to tell you the truth, man, it's it's pathetic. You know, I mean, like, yeah, you know, 53, you know, I, I see guys my age walking around with like, you know, 25 year olds. I mean, you know, let's face it, man, that looks really bad. Some would call that pathetic. Others would call it inspirational. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we, we know what Donald Trump would call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, would call him he would say they're winning. winning. <laughs> <laughs> He's a winner. I'm a winner. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my, that's my two cents on that. All right. All right. So another, a similar topic. Um, there's also, I think, social media feeds into this. There's a trend of people escaping from their lives. They always have. Some, some people read novels or watch TV to escape. But as uh, the virtual world becomes more attractive, I think it's becoming more attractive to a lot of people. So think about the movie The Matrix came out you know, in the late 90s. 
basically it's like the real world except it's not your actual body is in a, like a little feeding tube and you're just providing nourishment to aliens but you feel like you're in this great world and you're eating delicious steak and everything else now i think facebook isn't isn't there obviously there's a little fantasy element to it where people are basically on there just you know posting pictures that don't reflect their real life at all um, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of a fantasy life they're trying to inflate their status by you know showing oh look at me on this vacation or now i'm with these celebrities or you know uh yeah. basically it's trying to impress people who probably don't know them because if someone knew them they wouldn't know you know they wouldn't buy the fantasy yeah but it's kind of funny all the effort people put into uh impressing strangers yeah that no sean that's true and it and it, it does that I, I feel that that emotionally impacts me because I have a few people on my Instagram that are like that. And I figured out <clears throat> what they do in many scenarios is they're reposting pictures of past vacations over the course of a long period of time. And <laughs> for me to figure that out, it, it, it basically clues you into the fact that I cared enough to be like, what is going on? How is this person going on these awesome vacations all the time? I'm so jealous of them. I didn't disconnect from them on Instagram. I just kept getting feeling worse about myself. <laughs> you know, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, why? God, why am I doing this? Why can't I unfriend this person? And uh, I kept looking at it, and it it really did impact me. But it, you know, I guess thinking about it. It, coming to the realization that they were posting pictures of past vacations over and over again and recycling the pictures uh, did make me feel a little better to know what was going on. And I wasn't that big of a loser that I wasn't going on vacations uh, every other week. <laughs> you will never leave the state. You're trapped. Yeah, but man, it made me feel so much worse about myself. Like ignorance is bliss. You know. <laughs> wow. Um, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Never quite run across that. that is that really true? <laughs> oh, well, so this guy, you, Uncle Jimmy, you're sad. What do you mean? You calling me sad? No, no, not you, oh, man. Sad. <laughs> no, he's you're sad. the one who's sad. I was like, oh, God. no, dude, I'm hammering you. I, I was, was I, that hurt. That hurt more oh. than the Instagram post. <laughs> yeah, you thought that. That would have been horrible. John, but like, you are, thinking, like, you are really a pathetic loser. <laughs> oh God, no, man, dude, I didn't mean that. What I meant was that that a guy like went to that much trouble to show the world that he was, you know, uh, such a hipster. Oh, wow, yeah. that is like really pathetic. No, but that, so just it, 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 if someone listening feels that way, just there, I I got your back. I understand how you feel. I would take the other side of that, John, to your defense. I would say that if I saw that too, I'd be like, huh, this doesn't add up. Yeah, I kept so, seeing him going on vacation. So I was like, I know – we talked about this. I know he went to law school. I know he's got a lot of debt. <laughs> and I know he's not getting paid very well. So how is he going on vacation every other week? The credit cards, baby, credit cards. Yeah, on the credit card. The American way. Hey, so we cleared, John. So, I was not hammering you, right? Oh, yeah, no, no, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's okay We're to clear. hammer him if you want to hammer him. Just, you know. Yeah, but it just so has I, to be legitimate. I, Sean, I, I sensed real hurt there, man. I was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the other, so how about uh, combine this the social network thing with the online video games? World of Warcraft had 12 million subscribers, uh, I think, in 2012. Hmm. Now, this a lot of them spend basically their life on the game. There's a thriving market in real world dollars for in-game items. So you might get like a rare sword in the game and sell it for five thousand dollars to somebody. There are people who are that into it. They'll pay you know, a lot of real money to get better in-game items. Uh, there are basically groups of people that spend all their time together on the game, like 40 to 60 hours a week, 
and they occasionally meet up in real life. They consider them, you know, people in the game, they're real friends. So really their, their actual life is like the boring period in between their fun life, which is the game. Now, yeah. it's a small group of nerds right now that do that. 12 million is not that small. I mean, that's one and a half times the size of New York City. But yeah. not everyone's going to be addicted in that sense, but quite a few of them are. But think about how it becomes more attractive uh, when it does in the future. Like the Oculus Rift is a virtual reality company that was just bought by Facebook a little while ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a headset, and apparently it's supposed to be really cool. Now, imagine if you combine that with virtual reality and better graphics and everything, where it gets to the point where it is like the Matrix. It's almost like the real world. I think we're going to see more and more people kind of drop out of life and become like vegetables who live, you know, electronically. Yeah, like, uh, well, actually, just so you know, there are legitimate theoretical physicists that do believe there's a possibility that we are in a world that is um, uh, a mathematical equation, a digital mathematical equation like a video game. Really? Yeah, just just throwing that out there. Sorry, sorry, I had to. Um, I had to because it was topical. Uh, and he kind of described it this way. Imagine if we were to – I'm sorry. This is definitely a side note. Maybe we can cut this. But imagine if we were – you have The Sims, right? Everyone knows what The Sims is. Uh, you've got little – you build like a little city and there are little characters walking around the city. Yeah, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. So imagine if we get to the point and – and a lot of people think we will get to this point where we create artificial intelligence in a computer. And we apply that artificial intelligence to one of those little characters in the sim game. How would that character know that there's a whole other dimension outside of the computer screen? Everything that character feels, touches, and perceives is everything within that computer game. And the same thing can be applied to us. Everything that we feel, touch, and see is if is is mathematical mathematics is the interpretation of the real world around us and so that person theorizes that we are essentially we could potentially be in a big computer didn't mean to blow your minds there maybe we're in a game that's being played by david schwimmer and he's the only one who's real (laughs) this is a really boring (laughs) game okay but by the way what john just demonstrated he has these conversations with his father as you know i'm his uncle and my head really hurts by the time i'm done because i can't wrap my mind around these concepts after a while it really is painful Wait, wait, did I, I, I demonstrated that concept pretty good. Oh, very well. No, no. I mean, and even, even when you're talking, you demonstrate well. It's just that, you know, these are really heavy concepts. All right. If you want to bring it, make it a little lighter, yeah. picture yeah. a dark basement. Picture a 400-pound man. <laughs> <laughs> picture the comic book guy from The Simpsons. He's got six empty pizza boxes, five empty bags of cheese doodles, and a catheter in. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you can imagine why, why he wants to play World of Warcraft and not live in reality. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it totally makes sense. I know why. It's because he saw somebody's Facebook page. They took too many vacations. He said, I'm out of here. That's Forget right. about it. He's like, dropped that out. person's skinnier than me. I'm fatter than that person. And uh, they're going on vacation. They have more money than I am. I'm a pathetic loser. But in this game, I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> no one makes fun of Sir, Sir Balzard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. I think, but but don't and and this to the broader question. I mean, don't you think people have they have formed uh, many new lives that are getting away from social relationships and and have come to an almost you know delusional world, if not fantasy? 
I mean, that's what that's really what this this conversation is about. I mean, this is really you know the, sometimes the, like kind of the worst of human nature. I, I, I see it all the time. You're, you're like, you know, you hide behind, you know, your, your Facebook persona and, uh, you know, you're online all the time and your face is buried in your phone. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with this stuff except when it gets to be too much. But I, I, I know I notice the trend, you know, I really do. Well, yeah, it definitely uh, gives a voice to people's narcissism. I mean, think oh, of yeah. all the all the pretty girls on you know these, these sites who just constantly post pictures of themselves. Just to get like all these guys, and like, oh, you're so hot. Look at you, you're so hot. Right? Do you I mean, see it up there? Do you see like like whenever you go to the mall, I see an army of, of young women. Literally, like it's like it's like disgusting, and and constant. Like you look around, you, you can you can see examples of it all the time. Taking selfies, like like seriously, like seriously, really? You doing this? Yeah. Hey, let's I, say I, a girl really is gorgeous. Like if a girl is really pretty, like yeah. great. You're already pretty. Instead of broadcasting it ninety times a day. Maybe just have confidence that you're pretty and work on like other aspects of your personality. You know, or try to do yes. try, to help, try to help somebody out. Try to do something else instead yes. of taking nine million pictures of you in a bikini. Like, oh, look how hot I am. Yeah, leverage the power. Yeah, that's you, a whole, you already another show right there. You leverage already have that aspect power. of your life taken care of. Like, you're already really good at that. Work on other stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Okay, so <clears throat> this is usually the part in the show because we're uh, we're actually over thirty minutes. We've been talking about this for a while. Um, Oh, I got to say one more thing about it, though. Ready? I found yeah, this on the internet because I think it's hilarious. Okay, there was this one banner that said, Facebook is like jail. You sit around, waste time, have a profile picture, write on a wall yeah. to get poked, and get poked by guys you don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Tip your waiters. That was a masterpiece. Okay, uh, the postscript. Um, postscript. Man, I, I feel bad because in the postscript last week I talked about the mosquito thing. It was very scientific. I don't want it to be scientific every time. But there is something that happened in February that got me really, 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 really excited. Um, and it's a scientific thing. So in Germany, um, they, uh, they activated their Stellarator, which is a machine that is going to be used potentially to create fusion energy. And what that means, without going into it too much, is free energy for the world. Just think about that for a second. Free energy for everyone. If you live in a desert, doesn't matter. You've got free energy. You can create fresh water out of the ocean and create a river of fresh water going to that desert. You want to live in Antarctica? Go ahead and put one of those free energy generators there, and you can grow your own food and live on the bottom of the world. You could live in space on the moon. You've got free energy. It, and so anyway, the, this, uh, this machine called the Stellarator. Is that a cold fusion thing or something? What is that? Uh, no, uh, it's it's a fusion generator. Cold fusion implies that you can you can cause fusion at a low temperature. This creates fusion at a very high temperature, like as hot as the sun. The reason why that's so hard to do is because the hydrogen gets so hot that whatever vessel is around it. If the hydrogen hits that vessel or touches anything, it melts or explodes. So you have to contain the hydrogen in a magnetic shell, in a magnetic box. And so that's what this uh, stellarator does. And so anyway, this is the big news. They were able to create hydrogen plasma for the first time, which is a huge step towards fusion. And a lot of the scientists are saying that within the next decade, we'll have free energy. So everyone worried about carbon emissions and you know putting up windmills and solar panels and not burning any fossil fuels uh sea level rise the answer might be somewhere else 
that's that is fascinating. Yeah, that's so nice. the it's called the Wettelstein Seven X. It's uh, it's the the Germans are doing it, but actually, it was an American scientist that created the stellar. They're interesting. Yeah, um, but I don't want it to always be scientific. So next time, I want you guys to come up with something. All right, I'll give you a quick. Ready? Yeah, go. go. All right, real quick. So uh, a couple weeks back, Sean uh, recommended this movie, City of God, right? And so I, yeah, we're talking, and and he said to me, uh, "I got to, you know, check out the IMBD website, the you know, the best movies, you know, basically in history." So I went to it. It's been it's been awesome, right? So they, they they post 250 of the in their opinion the greatest movies ever, and I've seen about half of them. So I'm really looking forward, and I agree with the ones that I have seen. It these are really great picks, but so I am committed to because I'm a movie guy. I am committed to check out the rest of these. So thanks for that little tidbit, Sean. So I thought that was yeah, really- sure. It's actually uh, rated by tens of thousands of people, uh, and the aggregate ratings you know form the order. Oh, so- is that right? Okay. Yeah, that's how. So you know, I think Shawshank Redemption is number one. It's been rated like four hundred thousand times yes. or something. So that's what you know. The, the average of all those ratings gives the gives the uh, the final rating, and then they put them in order automatically. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you're exactly right because uh, Shawshank is first, and you know, I kind of went through it. It's really, really a great resource if you like movies. So yeah, anyway. it's people instead of critics too. It's like regular people who uh, you know who rate it instead of the critics. So it's very different from what like Citizen Kane is not number one. It's like number forty or something. Yes, right. Which because every every college in the world that has a movie class says rates the greatest movie ever. I think it's boring or not boring. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, quick, quick question: You guys watch Game of Thrones? No, I, is it good? I, I, I've seen a bunch of the seasons. Oh, uh, okay. You won't get it then. It, it is good. Did you see the the speech with uh, Trump and Christie the other day? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I just picture like uh, Liam Neeson and Taken or something. Or there's a scene in Game of Thrones. You guys won't get it, but uh, Ned Stark. Listeners, uh, go to the website. We'll try and link a post to the video so you know what Sean's talking about. Yeah, Christy looks like his family was kidnapped, and he had to say exactly what Donald wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a handful of the Game of Thrones things uh, with Donald Trump. I think people have made multiple videos. Another good one to see is the the video of John Oliver uh, bashing Donald Trump. It's pretty interesting. And if anyone, uh, we'll link a post to it at the website. If anyone um, wants to look into the uh, statements John Oliver made, I'd like to know. I'd like to do a little fact checking and make sure everything he said was true. Okay, I still say the greatest video recommendation on this program was the one about Nancy Grace and the Paris Hilton video. (laughs) That was amazing. the big bang in the trash can? I got to put that on the website, too. I can't John, believe that was on TV. I cannot believe that actually aired on TV. It was awesome, though. John, that was pure gold, that one. <laughs> it was a masterpiece. It was a masterpiece. I, I've shown that to, I've shown that to like a bunch of my buddies and stuff, and, and they're going, is this real? They're all the same thing. Tell me this. You're kidding, right? This is real? I, I <laughs> it couldn't have happened to a worse human being. She's Absolutely. such a She's awful, and the best. I love how it's probably the best like f you to the boss I've ever seen. I know. <laughs> like instead of being like, I'm going to go to the boss and tell him what I really think of him, just do that. Yes, yeah. that's better. <laughs> Way better. Way really better than I quit. Yes. Okay. All, right, <laughs> All right. So fellas. that's another episode of uh, Complete the Narrative. Join us next time. Go to the website. We're going. You can listen to us live and actually communicate with us uh, on Voice Spot. Um, and we're going we're gonna to post the uh, dates of our upcoming episodes. But go, go to the App Store, download Voice, that's V-O-I-S, and you'll be able to uh, come in on the line and talk to us if you like the show. All right, thanks, fellas, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Till next time. See you guys.